0: face with MJ and Dolph let's go hello and welcome to game face with MJ and Dolph um it's our weekly edition of the show where we like to have some fun go over some things uh really talk about sports life pretty much whatever comes up to mind how you doing today Dolph
1: I'm good man it's mother's day um I got to spend some time with my my uh wife this morning then got to FaceTime with my mom Um, living 1,600 miles away from my family is never a good thing on holidays. So it's always a tough day, but I don't have to be in front of somebody to know that I, I, to be okay. My, my wife's different. She needs to be there. She needs to touch and feel and that kind of like, that's who she is. Me. I'm good. I I can, I'm not really worried about it. I'm good with it. How about you?
0: No, I'm good, man. I mean, of course, kind of a little bit of the same thing, you know, uh, not being able to see my mom on mother's day uh this year you know but uh it, again we'll we talked to her really really early this morning you know she was really happy to hear my voice uh of course it's it's funny because of you know my situation in life I get a lot of happy mother's day because a lot of friends that I know that are like you serve both sides but uh oh. yeah it's just one of those things
1: I mean to a point you do you do it differently than a woman would but you do you you definitely there so I, I give you that single parenting is yeah, never no, easy
0: I'm, I'm the person that I'll always say, like, you know, if people send that, but don't, don't wish me happy mother's day. Cause I'll never be able to fill the role of a mother. I can't, I'm I'm a dad and I'm the best dad that I can be. And I'm yeah, gonna be there right. emotionally and everything for them as much as possible and get them through everywhere that I can. But yeah, no it's, doubt. it's just one of those things, you know, but Absolutely. Uh, for those of you that don't know, Dolph is, is massively blessed. Uh, he's got a fantastic wife. I've known her for years. Uh, it just salts of the earth great woman you know great son uh got got a couple of other kids too you know that their situations but yeah you know it's he's a fantastic dad she's a fantastic woman they they've just really were made for each other but anyway i'll digress and we'll move <laughs> on from there so today uh we're going on to a subject that uh hits really a lot of people home um and what that subject is i will let dolph go ahead and explain to him because this is one of the shows that he really wanted to do
1: so last week you messaged me about it was Antoine Walker, right? That's who, that's who you sent me a message about. Antoine Walker, mm-hmm. and started talking about the situation of him becoming a barista and all this stuff. Like that pinged this like this little itch in my brain. I had to talk about this stuff um, years ago, and let me see, I'm not sure when it came out, but um, 30 for 30, ESPN, 30 for 30 had a their season episode one is called Broke. I was rewatching that's why I was picking it up because and I saw it when it first came out and it hit me so hard. And it didn't hit me because I was worried about and sad about the players. It hit me because a lot of the stuff that was a part of that, like the issues that these players have hit, I dealt with when I first got in the car business. Um, I was 23 years old, fresh out of the army. Um, I mean, the, the best job I ever had was making ten dollars an hour. Um, as a lawn, a lawn maintenance supervisor when I got out of the army. And all of a sudden, this little knucklehead guy's like, Hey, you can go make 10 grand a month. And I'm like, Psh, whatever, but you can. And it was not hard to do. Um, and watching that 30 for 30. It tickled my brain. Cause I was like, Oh, I had that same conversation with my GM. My first time I got a paycheck that was worth anything. What if you got a $10,000 check, the first thing you do is look at it and say, Wow, I can't believe I got that much money. Yeah. The next thing you do is look at the damn taxes and say, what the crap? Yeah. Um, where did my check go? So I walked into the general manager's office. Um, if you're from the central Florida area and have been around for long in the early 2000s, um, there was a guy named, uh, Coco Charlie. Um, he was on every commercial. I don't know if you remember him. Um, Charlie McHale, uh, little heavy set bald headed guy, neat Jersey, New York, New, New York kind of guy. And he was under the billboard. That was, that was his big thing. Um, if you know, you know, if you don't you don't. no big deal. Anyways, I go into his office and said, Charlie, this is crap, man. You guys took all my money. How am I going to be able to, like, I was banking on a $10,000. I was, I think it was more than $10,000, but it was a big check, over 10000 mm-hmm. And he looks at me and goes, listen, if the worst thing you can do is come in here and talk trash about your tax bracket, you need to get the hell out of my office. And I'm like, why do you guys, we have nothing to do with that. That's all comes from the government. It comes from this. We tax you at the rate that we're told to do nothing to do with us. But honestly, if you're making the money where it pisses you off, go make more. And that was them. That was the mentality that the car business had. And I know that we were not at the level that professional athletes are as far as the money and the the testosterone, the machismo and all that stuff that comes with that. These are alphas. These are people that are making a ton of money and know about it. And you can't tell them anything, especially a 21 to 25-year-old male. How much could you be told back then to to live your life by a certain way and not spend and all the things that these people are doing?
0: Oh, I, I, I couldn't. Told. I just didn't listen. <laughs> exactly.
1: Exactly. And one of the quotes from the movie I was just watching uh, or the show I was just watching was, I talked to Andre until I was blue in the face. You would hope that someday it sinks in, but it never did. And you talk about Andre rising. Um that was one of the biggest names in this video uh, that I was watching. And he was, I don't know if you remember all the craziness that that dude went through. Oh yeah. <laughs> and
0: down the house and, yeah, yeah.
1: That was one of like seven <laughs> houses. He was like, that was one of seven houses. It sucked to lose it, but it was what it was. I was like, wow. Yeah. Like it was just, it was eye-opening to, to see what, because let's just say we're both um not in our twenties. Um <laughs> That's one way to put it.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> um, but seriously though, if it came down to it that you were given six million dollar contract over the next ten years, that would change your life considerably.
0: Oh yeah. Oh yeah.
1: Now the question is, could you rein in the spending now as you they didn't back then at in their twenties? Could you?
0: Um, uh, I mean, now I could. Now okay. I could. I mean, in my early twenties, you know, coming from and I'm not going to say the same situation with a lot of these athletes, but I didn't really have anything, you know, yeah. never knew money like that. Uh, my parents didn't know how to and I have fantastic parents. My parents didn't know how to teach us about financial literacy, you know, and all of those things on what to do when you finally do start making money and how to really turn that into something else and make the game work for you. So I could definitely understand, you know, the first bit of change that I started making, though was even, you know, uh, a four figure check you know, that was coming in, uh, every paycheck, I I lost my freaking mind. Oh, "Oh, let's all go out to dinner and let's all, it's like, I can only imagine. Yeah.
1: My first dinner that I took my fab, the first time I hit bonus, because in a new car dealership where I started, you don't make a lot of money when you first start, um, for the, on the cars, they just people with invoice and all that stuff. People just don't spend a lot of money on that. So you do it over volume and that's how you do it. And if you sold 15 cars, Fifteen new cars. You made a good good amount of money. And that was when you got over the the ten k. I remember my first time I did that. Um, I took my wife, her mom, her sisters, and uh, six hundred dollars in sushi. Yep, six. That was like almost my rent, and I went and sent it on a on a night of sushi because I was like, I am. I have money finally. I I I grew up. The what I, the main thing I remember about growing up was. When will we have to move again? Because we're going to get evicted from here sooner or later anyway. And I, I was a pro by the time I was 10 years old, I'd moved. I can't count the number of times we can drive around Cocoa beach, Florida, and I can show you, I live there. I lived there. I lived there. We live there. We live there. We live there. Like it's the, it was that kind of craziness growing up. And so when I saw the money, I was like, I, I, the, you, you can't tell me nothing. Yeah. And that's exactly how I acted. And I, I, it was bad. We, we spent money. We didn't have, and it wasn't like we had nice things. We just spent money and did things and got out because I spent so much time in the car business that I needed to uh, an, an outlet for for who I was and and trying to get that time back with my family that I couldn't do yeah man. It's crazy to think that that's how life started. If I would have been smart, the amount of money that I made back in the day, I could have set myself and my kids up and my family up forever. It was a lot of stupid
0: money, but no, learn? i mean i just I understand exactly where you're going on that. The thing is that it's, it's the feel good. It's the feel good about watching the people that, that are in your life, watching them feel good because you kind of came up a little bit and you being able to treat them because that's, that wasn't the regular. Now imagine that on a scale where we're lucky, we're lucky because yeah, I mean, it wasn't, and I don't want to say lucky because we didn't have that money, but it wasn't on the scale like those athletes. Yeah. But we also have family members where, they they didn't ask for it. We were the ones putting it out there. You know, when it comes to a lot of these athletes, one of the problems is that, yeah, they get into it. And, oh, you know, I'm going to I'm going to treat my family right. And we're never going to struggle again. And my friends and everybody, I'm going to bring my boys with me. You know, all of this. And, you know, we're all rich now, but they don't stop asking. They don't yeah. stop asking because now they depend on you. And you see it with these athletes all the time. They have entourages. Yep. And those guys are on a payroll, man. They're on a payroll. It's not just, Oh, my buddy's going to go and travel with me all over the place. No, cause now that buddy can't work because now he's yeah. traveling with you. So Absolutely. Now, let, just, just to throw a name out there. I mean, you want to say, uh, I, I don't know. Let's, let's go to Allen Iverson. You were you know, the buddies Allen Iverson incorporated now, you know, he's, he's part of that. <laughs> you know? Oh, you want to go
1: You talk about buddies Talk about yeah. Michael Vick's buddies. Oh yeah. That guy. Paid for everything, paid for the house, paid for the dogs, paid for the cows, paid for all this stuff. And without him even being there, ruined his whole career and his life. Honestly, he's a felon now and all that stuff. So definitely not a good thing for him. Um, but yeah, I hear you, though. Like, you want to help people. You want to You you. You're, you're different in a situation now. And you want to show not only the appreciation for, like, your parents and whatnot. Like, there's nothing in my life I'd love to do more than to be able to just drop and say, hey, I just pay off your house, mom. Here's your car payment. It's all done too. Like, and, but honestly, that's those, those right there, that type of mentality is not the wealthy kids. Those are the, the, the broke kids that grew up with nothing that want to help their parents not have to feel that sorrow anymore. Cause really it's a culture thing. It it has to do with the peak. Like I love my mom. My mom died when I was 11. And if I could do, like, if she was alive today and I could do it, do it, I would do it in a minute. My adopted parents, you know, are not um broke. <laughs> to say the no, least, they're not broke by
0: no business.
1: standard. Yeah. If I could go pay for their house today, I would. Yeah. Without a doubt. Even though they them fools have all the money that they would ever need to do what they need to do and, have, and be able to pay for what they need. I they don't need my help. But I would still want to do it to show my appreciation for all the stuff that they that did for me. So I look at it as a lot of that is the appreciation of the come up and but the, the entourages are, those are rough,
0: man. Yeah, that, that's, you know,
1: that's a lot of people.
0: It's one of those things, but it's also, like I was mentioning before, kind of the financial literary, literally, mm-hmm. literacy side. If you ever see the 30, the 30 for 30 on Alan Iverson, mm-hmm. there were things that, that surprised me. I mean, yeah. the amount of money he was spending on his entourage and things like that, that was only the tip of the iceberg. A lot of people don't know. Alan Iverson would travel with zero luggage. Zero luggage. He would show up in a town, he would spend thousands of dollars, wherever the NBA was going or where he was going on vacation, whatever it was, spend thousands of dollars on new clothes, and he would leave them in the hotel. He would leave the clothes in the hotel and just go catch his flight, his bus, whatever it was that he needed to catch uh, to get to where he was going. But that was every single town. Now, you've seen Allen Iverson, how he used to dress. None of that is cheap. No, and it
1: was none of that's on the rack, none of it was on the rack. It was all custom. it was all one offs, yeah he was he was definitely
0: like that oh, there's legendary yeah. stories from people the in the hotels that when they knew alan Iverson was was checking in that they were taking dibs on who was getting the stuff from his room
1: That's craziness, yeah, but it's it's not that like it okay, so you have it, you're sharing it. people are getting like people are either selling it or, or taking it and loving it afterwards, and he had no place for it or whatever. okay, I get that. It's still too much. Listen to this crap. Listen to this. NFL players, within two years of being out of the league, whether it's retired or hurt or whatever, within two years, 78% of them have filed bankruptcy.
0: Yep.
1: That's, so basically, on each team, you're looking at, what, 40 some odd people that are going to, that are going to, Uh declare bankruptcy in the next two years after they leave the, that's craziness. And
0: somehow the, the, the NBA's NBA less. Account. You also have to take into account that the average NFL career is three and a half seasons. Yep. Three and a half. You haven't even gotten through your rookie contract yet.
1: Yep. Absolutely. Um one of the things I, I what I don't understand is the NBA is only sixty percent. Are are they doing a better job? Like I don't know. The are there the, please tell the me. I, I
0: the the guaranteed contract. Okay. The guarantee contract in the NFL, you sign a a 5-year contract. That's really a 3-year contract. You really have to earn those last 2 years. That's why you're getting those rational players right now that are sitting out and they're holding out for more money towards the end of the contract because they know what the game is. It's not real. Patrick Mahomes signed that 10-year contract for half a billion dollars. That's a 5 maybe a 6-year contract. Yep. And they're already talking about redoing his deal now because okay. they want to make him the highest-paid quarterback in the NFL. In the NBA, the contracts are shorter. You know, your Supermax contract is going to be four, maybe five years, but it's fully guaranteed. You can't touch it. If if you get hurt, whatever it is, as long as you're trying to show up to practice or you're showing up to the trainer's room to get some tape put on your big toe because you can't play with that, you're still getting paid. Same thing in baseball. The union. Oh, baseball is crazy. Are much stronger, much, much oh, yeah. stronger than the union in the NFL. But that's because of the sheer number of players. I mean, on an NBA team, what do you have? You have 15 players. On a major I mean, league baseball I mean, team, you have, I believe it's what, 25 players on the team right now? And the NFL, I mean, you've got, you're 53, 53. active. You've got two or three that are not active. You have an entire practice squad and it's, it's just on. Awesome. To 11
1: on the practice squad now? 11, yeah, 11 I think it on is. The practice squad. So yes. 64 mm-hmm. people plus any, then the training staff. If you've been around an NFL team and like actually been around an NFL team, the sheer volume of people that are working for those teams is insanity. I remember when I first went down to the Dolphins, I, I saw so many people like, because we got tours and stuff back in the day when we were season ticket holders. And I went to some other areas and I was like, holy crap. It was just insanity. It was so cool though. But yeah, they're, we're getting way off topic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so 60%, I get that the NFL, NBA with the, the guaranteed contracts and stuff. When it comes down to it, though, it's the same culture, though, it's the same background of people. You get rich people, you get a lot more poor people that are going out there and trying to be pros. Like I, it, I don't understand why it's like that. I guess it's because it's a way out from what they, from what they're used to and what they've seen. But the culture in it, they, it's, I don't know, it's really weird. I, I, I one,
0: one more, one more point on that, also to clear it up. Cut. Keep in mind, in the NFL, if you don't make it in the NFL. Your options before were to go to the CFL. Now uh-huh. you have the USFL, which doesn't really pay that much, or the XFL, which also really doesn't pay that much. In baseball, if you can't make it in baseball, you can go to Japan. You can go to Italy. You can go to a bunch of different places to go play. You can be in the minors. In you can go the, down the NBA, to the NBA, islands. You don't make it in the NBA. There's the CBA. There's Turkey. There's there's China. There's all kinds of places you can go and make a ton of money. It, it, it's limitless with those leagues. With the NFL, it's it's kind of one-stop shopping. You know, if you're not making it here, that salary is getting cut big time.
1: Absolutely, and plus their yeah. taxes are insane. That's yeah. like I was—I was sitting there talking, listening to them talk about their taxes and whatever. Like, talking about fifty-five percent, forty to fifty-five percent of their money is gone between the the, the fees they have to pay to the NFL Players Association, to their, their the taxes, to their, uh, their attorneys, managers, all that oh, stuff. Nice. Like, that's just—that is insane. And of course,
0: it depends on which state you live in too. Taxes could be yep. higher. You live well, in they
1: wherever you play, you have to pay tax because they get paid when they play. They get paid wherever they where they they pay taxes wherever. Mm-hmm. So, what if they played in seven different states that year? Then they're paying seven different state taxes.
0: That's right. A lot of people. That's don't insane. Know that. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, that is the craziest part of it. Like, you could even pay taxes in other countries. Like when they're going to Germany and and whatever. They're paying taxes in those other countries to do it. That's what. That's why they want the games there. Mm-hmm. No, I I want a hundred and six millionaires to come and play in my country for for a week. Yeah, you definitely do want that. Yeah, <laughs> these that's guys true drop true. a major true. amount of money. Absolutely. Have you ever heard of the NFL transition program? I have not. Okay. Um. So what it is? It's basically it used to it takes the the draft drafted players and puts them in a, a week long like symposium from the, from the the NFL Players Association. They have old players come in, talk about the transition from being a college athlete to a pro athlete. And one of the things that they started doing years ago was putting, bringing financial advisors in yeah. to doing it. The problem is it hasn't made an impact. And that to me is not, then they're doing it, they're not doing it the right way. If you are trying to set people up for success for the future, and you're doing it one way and you don't see any, any, any promise in that. Why do you keep doing it? Cause that's like, I don't, I don't think they're doing what they're supposed to, they should be doing. Like, I don't think sitting them in there for a week is enough for them.
0: It's not, it's not. And they're doing it. They're doing it mostly for the PR. Um, it's yep. the NFL. Everything's about the PR. Uh, but I mean, it, it doesn't really matter. It's kind of like, and you, not, you and I have said this for a long time. We've worked in call centers and, and sales and different things like that. And we all know that when, there's that little joke. When you finish training, then now you have to retrain them for the real world. Um, in these sports, it's the same thing. You're putting them through this training, this symposium, you know, getting all the rookies together, giving them all this knowledge, but they haven't even gotten their first check yet.
1: So oh, yeah, that first check is done.
0: They don't understand yet. They don't understand. That's why it's so good that there's certain teams like, and we're homers here, but the Miami Dolphins. Um, Steven Ross, the owner of the Dolphins, puts together a course every year. And it's mandatory for every player to go in. There's another one that's not mandatory, but you have to join. And the first time you join, he takes takes you to New York, into where his business is, and gets you connected with business affiliates of his, and really shows you this is how you make money. This is how you keep your money. But every year it's mandatory. Every Dolphins player has to take this course with Steven Ross to make sure that they're going to be okay.
1: You could say a lot of things about Stephen Ross. I do not care for him as a as an owner. Um, I think that he's fielded a subpar team for way too long because of the decisions that he's made, um, whether it's the front office or whatever. So that's all that. T- that, <coughs> exactly. Tana Bomb, uh, God, I, there's names <laughs> all over the place. What I'm saying is, though, he takes care of his people. He he is a billionaire. or He's a billionaire or hundred millionaire? Billionaire. Yeah,
0: multi-billionaire. Multi-billionaire.
1: The dude is serious. The dude has made tons of money and no, and is su- super smart on the financial side. Yep. You don't hear much about the Dolphins as far as, like, financial issues or anything like that, like you used to hear about a lot of the players. I hope that they're listening. I hope that they're doing it because, honestly, if it comes down to it, they need to take care of themselves and their family for a long time, and that is a very, very hard game on your body. Lots of players go are hobbled for life and can't do anything for their whole life because of it. I hope that they, that these, I love the Dolphins. I love the players on there. There are a lot of good people. There's some idiots, but a lot of really, really good players. on there a lot of good, a lot of good families too. Like one of the things I liked about like, like Tannehill when he was there, his wife was around, the kids were around. Like when you go to practice, you could see them. They were, they were engaged. Mm -hmm. They were talking to the other, like there was no like elitism about anything. It was really cool. And to know that they're doing what they can to help people financially. That's awesome.
0: Absolutely absolutely i mean there's it's it's sad that we don't hear about the success stories for the most part you hear about the big ones like shaq is a major success story uh you know and how he decided to to use his money um the one that you hear of right now and a lot of people don't really understand how much of a success that really is is gronk you hear Gronk, and he'll say it every once in a while gronk will say very clearly i haven't spent a a penny of the money that i made on the field i haven't spent a penny of it why because He's living off of interest from from that money, and also all the uh, advertisements that he's done, the endorsements. Yeah. That's what he spends. That's the money that he's spending. He's been very clear about that. Tom Brady said the same thing. There's a bunch of other players that have said the same thing, because you know they're they're being smart about it. They're they're being smart about it. I mean, you have uh, who am I thinking right now? Philip Lindsay. Philip Lindsay, not a long career in the NFL, but he's the first one had a multi million dollar contract that he signed. He was still living in his parents' house. I'm not mad at him. No, I'm not mad at him either. He said he was waiting to get married and when he got married he'd build his house, but he was helping out his his mom. He was living at home. He he said I have no reason to go anywhere. My mom lives in Denver.
1: And plus he has to travel all the time too. So yeah. like when why do people buy millions of dollar houses in a place that they are going to live maybe a couple years tops if if they're a long player they'll live there longer.
0: But them. also, you know that. I,
1: I, it has to it is. Yeah. And that's my notes said it is the broke mentality. It's the person that wants to show you who they are and how, how big their, their, their eggplant is. And they want to show you, they're like, this is what I got. And to me, I thought about, I lived that. Cause I grew I like I had all those people around me that were, that were wearing Rolexes and things like that. And i wanted <laughs> to, I wanted to try to keep up with them, but I didn't get into that. I did the, I didn't do the things I did the, 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 I went to, like restaurants and places like that. We went on trips. Like the last trip I went into in the car business was I went to Mexico for uh, two weeks at all inclusive. It is what it is. I, I'm happy that I did what I did. Cause, and I still have that mentality. I feel, I still fight the mentality a lot. If I have money in my bank I'm like, and I want to do something like, why shouldn't I? And there's a lot of reasons why you shouldn't, but I don't know how long I'm going to live. My, both my parents died at 50. I'm 44. No That's
0: why you should. The there's thing. a lot of reasons
1: I should, a lot of reasons I shouldn't. I'm just starting to lean on the fact that I shouldn't. Vader.
0: Yeah, Vader, Vader's uh getting antsy. <laughs> he wants me to go play with him. I uh, bet he does. I mean Chris Rock Chris Rock made the ultimate joke about that years ago. Chris Rock said there's a difference between being rich and there's and wealth. He goes, yeah. Shaquille O'Neal, and this was his exact joke, Shaquille O'Neal is driving around in a Mercedes with twenty two inch rims on it. But somebody wrote that check. He goes, Shaq goes to the owner of his team once a week. And he signs off and it says, here you go, Shaq, bling, bling, go buy yourself some rims. That's wealth is the guy that's handing out that check. And that's where some of these players are trying to get to. Look, I'm not a LeBron fan, but any way, shape or form, I think the guy's extremely self-obsessed. But you know what? He's a businessman and he's been smart about this. He's gotten his fingers into everything that he could by using his name, Michael Jordan. Yeah, I mean, you're the greatest of all time. It's easier to do that. Let's go on a lower scale. Kirk Cousins for the Minnesota Vikings. Kirk Cousins <laughs> was the highest-paid player in the NFL for a minute. How and he was driving an old conversion van that he drove through college, and his reason was the best car. The best car there is is the one that you've got. He said I have no reason to change this out right now. In yep. fact, he did buy another car after that, and it was a Prius. The guy signed a two hundred and fifty million dollar contract. I love it, and he's driving a Toyota Prius. Well, he knew he not getting all that. He understood. He, he understood this is about the long game. This isn't about today and tomorrow. This is about the long game. I have a family to think of. And let's be real people like you, me, a lot of other people, you work until you're 60, 65 years old. Okay. You're working for 40 to 45 years of your life to retire. These athletes, they get 20 years about. And that's if you had an amazing career. Because if not, again, let's repeat that the average athlete's career. Is three and a half years.
1: And you don't get vested until 10 in the NFL.
0: Yes. So for all those people that complain that these guys make way too much money for what they do, number one, it's supply and demand. You're the one that's buying the tickets. You're the one that's watching the show. You're <laughs> so the one true. that's the t-shirts. That's where the money's coming from. Okay. Yep. So you want to blame anybody, blame yourself. But think about these guys only have a certain amount of time to be able to make that money. Because not Absolutely. all of the business people. And let's be real business people in the regular world they flop a lot they flop a lot they learn more from their failures and their successes these guys don't have that opportunity they need to bank as much cash as they can and god willing they're smart about it and they get the right advice and they can continue to roll that money into generational wealth and really be able to support their families because nobody else is going to
1: things if they would just open up their ears and listen there's so many financial literacy things going on like online and there's master classes you can take like all kinds of stuff of really 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 smart people explaining how they made their money and how it works obviously some of that's not going to work these days because some of that stuff was 20 30 years ago okay great yep but a lot of things still ring true real estate that's always going to ring true stock market is volatile but you can make a ton of money right if you do mutual funds things like that like 401k like these 401k's are 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 a gray area right now with people cuz some people say don't do that and some people are like yeah listen it's $18,000 a year you can put away. Yeah. You know say like come on $18,000 a year you can put away. If you have it, you can do it. It can has a good return. To me there's a lot of other ways to do it. If I if I signed a $10 million contract today with the NFL, you know what the first thing I'd buy when I when I was done or when I got my money? An annuity. An annuity. No, you
0: see first First thing i do, I'd, buy, I'd literally buy land and build an apartment building.
1: Wow, that's true. I, you, you, I'm building a
0: 30-unit apartment building, and I'm off and running.
1: You got me. All right, I'll take that. What I'm saying is, as far as investing my money in, like, anything, I'm going to an annuity. I'm, it's just, it's it's tried and true. The life income that you can get from there, it's safe. It's just something that you can put three four $400,000 into at 30, 40 years old, let it build over time, and then all of a sudden, when you turn 65, you make a ton of money. Like, You're a licensed agent. You know. You know, yeah. <laughs> sorry. Yeah. For those of y'all don't know, we were both um, held our two fifteen license in I don't know, I had fourteen states. What was how many did you have?
0: I had twenty two states.
1: Yeah, just <laughs> so to say, like we know what we're talking about when it comes to financial literacy and and it comes to like life insurance and stuff like that. So just know that when you're hearing that, and I'm telling you that it's there's a real reason these are good products that can pay you for a very long time and really take care of you. Think of I this. Find the
0: right one. This is not financial right advice. No, 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 no. Find podcast, the right one. Find the right one. Do your research. Do Absolutely. Your research. <laughs> Think
1: of it like this, though. The lottery, how they pay you is an annuity. It's an annuity. Mm-hmm. That's all and you that, should need to know,
0: <laughs> which is why I don't understand why people take the lump sum payment. What, what people don't understand is that <laughs> when you won. Let's just throw a number out there. Let's say it's two hundred and fifty million dollars. You don't mm-hmm. actually win two hundred and fifty million dollars that number is contrived from them gaining interest on this annuity and paying you out for 30 years. And the money could actually turn out to be more than the 250 million because interest and inflation, you're gonna make so much more money than taking a lump sum, which is less than 30% of all of it when it's all said and done after taxes and everything else. Like that that absolutely kills (laughs) me that people do that. (laughs) So
1: like I said, if I came into money, you know what I'm buying because it, I, I understand. I'm with you with the, the apartment building. We've already talked about that. My next purchase is a quadplex. Like that's, that's, that's the plan within three years. I'm going to buy a quadplex. I have it. It's there, but yeah, annuities are where it's at. I love those things. Oh yeah.
0: No, no. I, I can't say anything bad about an annuity. Again, do your research, pick the right one. If you do your research and you do your homework and you get the right advice, you could be in a very good situation, but Very good situation is not what a lot of these athletes ended up. There are some people, Delonte West. I know that 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 one rings a bell with you. Um, There's some others, but let's get started on Delonte West real quick. We'll touch base on that. Um, If you haven't followed the story on Delonte West, it really is a tragedy. It really really is. This guy went from being LeBron's teammate and playing, you know, being a starter and having a contract extension with the Cleveland Cavaliers to being homeless, being addicted to drugs living out on the street where people are taking videos of Delonte West and posting them on Twitter with all kinds of means. Like somebody help this guy.
1: It's so sad to look at, cause I, I, I was, I was just cruising through Instagram one night and it shows this guy asking for money. And the guy was like, hold on here. Delonte West. And the guy's like, yeah, 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 I was, I, I was, you played for the, D- yeah, I did that too. Yeah, yeah. 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 Just is what it is now, man. He's so humble about it. It's so crazy. Like I was, I was like, now I am going to help this guy. I couldn't help him. I don't have any money for myself. I'm trying to keep my head under above water, but man, that it was just so sad because it wasn't like the guy did stupid stuff. There's mental health issues that led to oh, substance wow. abuse issues that turned into him being homeless. Like, that's the one-offs that to me, the NBA, the NFL, the MLB, like the NFL players need to put their arms around people like that and stop this stuff from happening. They have put their life towards a goal of playing for you. You should at least give them some kind of something to help them out in situations like this. Like I work for a very large company. I'm not going to talk about it, but I'm gonna tell you, I do. Um, we have 100 by like 20, 30,000 employees worldwide. It's a lot, a lot of people. Yeah. We take care – like, if, if one of my employees has an issue with, like, they're going with substance abuse issues, whatever, and they need financial help and it fits within certain parameters, we're paying for it. We're taking care of them. And this is not a – I mean, this is a billion-dollar company. Don't be wrong. But we're not out here paying them billions, but we're willing to pay, help them take care of that, like, take care of their life and take care of themselves. Yeah, I don't understand how the NFL, NBA, MLB, all those sports don't look at that as a want one and say – we're going to help this person get help. Like it's like, it's like as soon as they're not on the field or on the court.
0: You've always been with, with all the sports, all of the sports, you've always been an independent contractor. Yeah. Not actual employees. They're not, they, they all get a 1099, you know, so they got to handle their tax situation, everything on their own. Uh, But that's what it is. And especially the NFL, they've gotten a little better about it now because there's been a lot of, a lot of lawsuits and things like that. All the leagues have gotten better about it, but it's been grind them up, spit them out. We made money Absolutely. off you keep going. You
1: ever watch Ballers?
0: Is. Uh, no, I never got into watching Ballers.
1: Did you try it
0: at least? No, I, I think I watched like the first half of an episode, and then my attention got pulled away and I never went back to it.
1: So so I, I like the show. I love the show when it was out because it, it, it focused on this aspect of the game. More than anything, I mean, it, partying, women, it did that too. But it was a lot about the financial issues that the players come up with. What they are contending with, with trying to get contracts, and there—it's it, a really inner workings. How real it is? Eh, I don't know. It has a bunch of NFL players in the show, so I'm pretty sure it's pretty accurate about what these players are going through on a daily basis. And it I goes from fi- of it, yeah,
0: mm-hmm.
1: yeah, like I, I'm sure there's a lot deeper involved. But I mean, you get to see the outer of a part of it, and the spending habits, and the DUIs, and the women, and the the issues of people that are like spending money and trying. Taking five million dollars to invest only for it to disappear and go away. Like and it shows all of this in a very real entertaining way, don't get me wrong, but it shows how like it grows. And he's the The Rock plays a financial advisor or a wannabe financial advisor when it first starts. And it's just it's insane. And if you haven't watched that show, um, yes, it's not child appropriate. I, I would not suggest you play it for your kids. And if your kids are listening, this is not for you. Um, but if you're an adult, please listen to this show or listen to that uh, or watch that show. It will really open your eyes. Forget about the flash. Forget about the bling. Forget about the, the, the women and whatever. Look at the underlying issues that they're they're looking at and how they're trying to talk about it because they're talking about like players being in the room finally. And that's one of the, like, the big things in the, like, the end of the last season is they're trying to get players in the room. He's an ex-player, turns into a financial advisor, wants to turn into an owner. Like, it's a whole lot going on and it's a really an entertaining show but it's a, a lot of good underlying information there too
0: yeah no i mean there's there's a, a lot of a lot of good information out there at people's fingertips um, Absolutely. unfortunately because you know you get caught up in the world and all those things that a lot of these people don't look into you know you, and it doesn't it doesn't just end with the nfl and with stuff like that i mean take a Vander holyfield for example oh. holyfield <laughs> made made more money than just about anybody in the boxing game Mike okay, listen. So much money.
1: How like, many kids does Holyfield have? Yeah, way too many. 11. How many women by that? Nine. Yeah. That's why.
0: And there were that many houses, too. Oh, easily. We're not, talking about, we're not talking about the house in the subdivision. No, we're talking about the house <laughs> with multiple, multiple bedrooms, multiple pools, you know, <laughs> multiple cars in each one of them. Vander Holyfield was broke as a joke. Broke is a joke. Doing everything he can to try and make money. That's why he, he made, made a grill, something. man. <laughs> yeah. Well, Mike Tyson ended up that way, and decided that he was going to take advantage of his name. Getting it get got some good advice. Got into acting. Got into other things. He's making money in other ways now. But I mean, you you still have the athlete side. You have Warren Sapp is is pretty much broke. He's a Hall of Famer for Christ's sake. You have Lawrence.
1: Did he have gambling issues though?
0: Yeah, but I mean, again, it's 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 different things. That's addiction. Yeah, it's another it's another addiction. You have Lawrence Taylor. Talk about addictions. You know, if you, if you don't <laughs> cracks a hell of a Yeah. <laughs> you know uh, cocaine's a great hell great of a drug yeah <laughs> um, then you got other guys that you know um you see it like antoine walker antoine walker played for played for the celtics won a championship played for the heat won a championship like did a lot of played a lot of good basketball won all, all kinds of money I, I believe he was just under 200 million dollars what he won but what well, what he won what he made but it, again it was the whole thing of supporting an entourage and taking care of an entire neighborhood and blowing money all over the place Antoine Walker was blowing money left and right. I mean, if there was a a $20 hamburger and the exact same hamburger was $50, he paid for the $50 one just because it was $50 and he was trying to show off. This guy ended up broke. Ended up broke. He ended up right there with you and me. You know what Antoine Walker ended up doing? Working at Starbucks. He was a barista. And before you start saying, oh, man, you know, hey, you know, that really stinks. But you know what? He decided... Okay, you know what? I'm going to take advantage of some of the connections that I had, and I'm going to get some advice. And the only advice that people could give him was how to do his job better and how to be a better person, how to get into management. Antoine Walker very clearly says right now, I understand that I we'll never get back to the level that I was at when I was in the NBA. I understand that. But now he's a district manager for Starbucks, not because of his name, but because he worked his way up. And he says, I have a comfortable life. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. And that's where he is now. And this doesn't just end with athletes. You know, you've got rappers and performers and actors and all kinds of stuff that end up broke because they made a misstep or because they took the wrong advice or whatever it is. I mean, for Christ's sake, uh, Rick Ross. Now, most of his money that he makes comes from a partnership on alcohol that he does. He owns a bunch of wing stops. Shaquille O'Neal owns a bunch of checkers and Papa John's and all kinds of stuff like that because these guys are finding ways. He
1: owns. Property rights, though. That's what he yeah. got into. Yeah, Shaq yeah. did. Like, he owns, what is it, J. C. Penny, the name, or whatever. Like, he owns a lot of, like, big names like that. Like, he went, Reebok, oh, Reebok, what a Yeah, Reebok. like, craziness. Like, but I, I, I commend the guy. Like, I really <laughs> am. To, he he saw it, and he'll get it. Like, he's going to get it for the rest of his life because he was smart about his money. Somebody poked him and said, hey, let's do something different. And he was like, okay. <laughs> it's sad to me.
0: Look at, look at Barry Sanders. Barry Sanders retired. Barry Sanders retired extremely early and before these guys were making these huge checks in the NFL. Barry mm-hmm. Sanders retired for one reason and one reason only. He said, I want to be able to have a family because he was single still at that point. He said, and I want to be able to walk. I want to be able to walk when I'm old. I want to be Absolutely. able to spend time with my kids. Barry Sanders is another one of those guys that didn't spend any of his money. Didn't spend any of his money. He's still a multimillionaire right now and lives a nice life. Is not extravagant because he knows I need to make this this money last forever. Not just for his life, for his kids' lives, to be able to give them an advantage. Forever is the words that he says. And you got a lot of athletes out there that are really learning how to do that. Unfortunately, you still have the other side too.
1: But there was a guy that told him how to do it. Bobby yeah, Bobby Bonilla? Like that guy said, this is how you guys get a good contract. That fool...
0: They still celebrate Bobby Bonilla day every year. I think next year's the last year if I'm right. Hold on. It was either nope. this year no. Or this
1: year. No. 2035.
0: Is it 2035?
1: 2035. You see that right there, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. That's a that's a Mets hat. I'm I am if I was going to be a, a a baseball fan, I'd be a Mets fan cuz my wife like I I show her that respect cuz uh-huh. she's a Dolphins fan now. Uh-huh. I know. Listen, I'm I hear you. But I say that was what, that's one of the jokes of being a, a Mets fan is like Bobby Bonilla Day. Like we celebrate every year because it's yeah, that crazy. Like one point two million dollars until twenty thirty five.
0: Yeah, they, they be they that have guy. An option they said you can either make this much on your check or we can defer it with interest. And he said, give me the interest because I got plenty of money right now. One of the trends right now with players is the players are outsmarting themselves <clears throat> because they're getting the wrong advice. And you have a lot of these players that are getting their money paid in, in crypto. Oh. So, Don't even start that. Now the first two years of that, yeah, it was it was a boom for the guys that pulled out of it, but everybody after that, crypto's not what it used to be, folks, and uh, a lot of those players have lost a whole lot of money. Ask Tom Brady. Tom Brady's lost about two hundred million dollars in crypto because he put so much money into that. Now he's being sued, but you have a lot of players that were getting their entire check, their entire check. I'm forgetting who it is. There was a player in the NFL that had his entire check converted. To to crypto, and it turned out to be twenty percent of what he would have made. Twenty percent, and that, that's, thats for just for
1: another show. show. <laughs> now, now the
0: hope is, the hope on that is that he learned something from it. He got some advice because he's still making money. He's still in the NFL, so hopefully you 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 take the rest of that money. You continue doing well, and you do something better for it. And maybe this was a blessing in disguise. But that's how those things start out. It's not That's just fun. the partying. It's not just the women. It's not just blowing money. There's a lot of situations that come around. Sometimes it's health issues. So when you see these players and they, they, everybody wants to talk about their fall from grace. Maybe you should try and understand why.
1: Absolutely. Cool, man. Well, I appreciate this conversation, man. It was a, it was something that I, I obviously passionate about. Um, and I, I just, I don't know, I, I lived a lot of it, not in that, that grand respect, but. In my own head, I, I did. <laughs> Anyways.
0: No, absolutely. absolutely. I mean, we always said this show is going to be about sports. It's going to be about life. Uh, we laughed a little bit today. This is more of a, of a serious show, you know. But again, I mean, guys, and I'm going to say it one more time. In fact, I'm going to say it multiple times. I'm going to say it one more time today. Uh, you know, send us send us in, uh, send us us requests on the Instagram page, you know, or wherever it is you want. Put the, put the comments right in the YouTube page. Wherever it is you can put some comments to reach us, feel free. Let us know what you want us to talk about. Because uh, if not, we're going to keep talking about what we want to talk about, and we're going to have some fun doing it. But we'll still have some fun talking about what you want us to talk about, but it'll be more relatable on your side. okay? Work. So that that's this week's show, everybody. Again, thank you. Thank you so much for, for watching the show, for listening to it on all the platforms that we're available on. You know, keep hitting that subscribe, keep hitting that like. Tell your friends about the show. We're having a lot of fun making this, and we hope you're enjoying the show too. But again, my name is MJ, that's Dolph, and this has been Game Face. Have a great week, everybody. Happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day. That's the show today. What are you waiting for? Like and subscribe below. And we'll see you next time.